Minnesota Vikings are now 0-3 after their loss against the Los Angeles Chachas at home at U.S. Bank Stadium. And I'm going to tell you what went wrong for the Vikings and their loss. But first, let me tell you about Hoakland Farm. Hoakland Farm has the best beef out there. Okay. And you're going to want to take advantage of this offer. Hoakland Farm has rotationally grazed 100% grass-fed Hereford beef. They sell it in quarters and halves, and they also have custom sample packs. This beef has no medications or antibiotics. You can come for a visit and know where your beef comes from. Contact Jared today at 952-491-15401. Call Jared today and get 20% off your first order. Immediate 20% off if you tell him you heard about this offer on the Minnesota Tim Podcast. So this offer is specific to you right now. It is beef season. Where do you get your beef? Do you know where it comes from? Do you know what's in your beef? Well, this is 100% grass-fed. This is the good stuff. This is healthy for you. So contact Jared today at 952-491-1541. Tell him you heard about him on the Minnesota Tim Podcast and get 20% off immediately. You can also check out their Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Hoakland Farm. Check them out today. Okay, so the Vikings lost 28-24. And before the game started, I tweeted my thoughts about the game. And I really thought the Vikings were going to win. Because the Chargers were missing key players. Their running back was out, Austin Eckler. Joey Bosa is limited, their best defensive player. And then, right before the game starts, we find out that their cornerback that they paid $80 million to through over like four to five years is a healthy scratch. So I tweeted, it would be gopher-like if the Vikings lost to the Chargers today because the Gophers had a 31-10 lead over Northwestern at the end of the third quarter. My wife and I turned off the game because it was such a blowout. And I woke up in the morning, I was taking a dump. I'm checking my phone, looking at Twitter throughout the night, seeing what happened, seeing what I missed, seeing any news that needs to, you know, that I need to know. And I saw a final score of 37-34 Northwestern, and I'm like, could this be possible? And sure enough, the Gophers lost to Northwestern. They blew a 21-point fourth quarter lead. The Vikings had no 21-point fourth quarter lead against the Chargers. But with the inactives and the limited players that the Chargers had going into U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday against a mostly healthy Vikings squad, I mean, all the Vikings star players are playing. J.J. Kirk, Hawkinson, 
I mean, Garrett Bradbury, but Schlotman isn't that far away from Garrett Bradbury's ability. There's no reason why the Vikings should not have won that game. So the first quarter I was listening to the game via the KFAN radio network, Paul Allen, because the Minnesota Wild hired me to be a part-time radio producer producing their live radio. So I was in the studios producing their first preseason game. I was getting trained in. And um, so I was listening to it over the radio in the first quarter. And uh, Fullness, my boss, he turned on the game in the fourth quarter with like eight, nine minutes to go. So I saw the most important plays of the game. And through Twitter highlights, I saw the KJ Osborne touchdown. I I saw the uh, long touchdown by the Chargers when they did that little trickery play in the third quarter, I believe it was, to go up 21-10. to 10. Um, But in the first quarter, quick thoughts on that one. People were tweeting how unbelievable it was that a Vikings wide receiver didn't have a catch in the first quarter. And my immediate reaction was, it's because the Vikings were running the football. You can't have it. I mean, you can have it both ways. You can have a wide receiver catch in the first quarter, and you can have a running game. But the Vikings ran the ball at one point in the first quarter five or six times in a row, which never happens in Kevin O'Connell's offense. They were marching right down the field, and I LMAO'd when TJ Hawkinson fumbled the ball as the Vikings were about to score. Because you can't make this stuff up anymore. This is beyond ridiculous. Seven or eight fumbles the first three games? This is impossible. The Vikings should be embarrassed. The players. Not the coaches. Because they aren't taking ownership of holding on to the football when it matters. How many times are you going to get down into scoring position and cough up the ball? Whether it's Alexander Madison or TJ Hawkinson or Kirk Cousins or, or uh, Jay, uh, Justin Jefferson. This has happened over and over and over again. I've lost track. I think it's seven or eight times. My goodness. But the point of this was that the Vikings were running the ball well in the first quarter. You should be happy that they're running the ball in the first quarter and not disappointed that a wide receiver, particularly Justin Jefferson, hadn't caught the ball yet because you know he's going to get his catches. You know he's going to get his targets. You know he's going to get his opportunities against a beaten-up Chargers defense who's struggled through the first two games. And sure enough, he did. He had like 140 yards and a long touchdown. So, J.J. made his impact through the second, third, and fourth quarter and praised Jesus that his leg was only a cramp because after he got hurt, um, I said to uh, the people with me in the studio producing the Wild Game, I said, and that's why you hold out because... You look at his injury, and obviously nobody knew what it was, but it looked gruesome. It, he was on the field for a long time. And praise Jesus, it was just a cramp. But then the very next play, 
TJ Hawkinson gets hurt. And it was clear that he just got the wind knocked out of him where he got hit. It was just like, oh, okay, that's just the wind. No ankle got turned. He didn't get hit in the head. It was hit to the chest, and he realized it was just the wind knocked out of him right away. My immediate reaction was, and this is why you hold out. Injuries happen all the time in the NFL, and there are no guarantees. And the Vikings are fortunate that Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson Their injuries are not long-term. They'll be back next week against Carolina, and they'll be fine. But everyone wants to talk about the end of the game, and there's so much to talk about at the end of the game. My immediate reaction after the end of the game was, who wanted this game less? Because each team was handing the game over to the other team. The Vikings are about to score a touchdown, and they can't convert inside the three-yard line. Even the final throw from Kirk Cousins to Justin Jefferson. Like, Justin Jefferson's route on fourth and two, fourth and goal, but at the two-yard line, it wasn't even in the end zone. So even if he did catch the ball, what was the point of that route? Maybe he could caught it and spin away and extend but the defensive player one was right there between him and the end zone it's like a basketball defense where he's supposed to be between your man and the basket that's what the chargers defensive player was doing he was between justin jefferson and the end zone so if even if jj did catch the ball he was going to get tackled before he even got in the end zone so what was the point of that route so vikings don't score there well Chargers, they get the ball, obviously. First down right away. They're marching down the field a little bit. They get to the Vikings' 25-yard line. And it's fourth and one. And Brandon Staley, historically, has a history of doing things like this, of going for it on fourth and one. And you know what? Credit to Brandon Staley for sticking to his guns in a moment that could dictate if he's going to get fired or not. I think that was ballsy. I mean, it was ballsy and perhaps stupid, but if he gets a first down, the game's over. He's the hero of the day. He only needed one yard. And Justin, or uh, Justin Jefferson, and Justin Herbert handed the ball off to his fullback. He got stuffed. The Chargers handed it back over to the Vikings with like, what, a minute and a half to go? And the Vikings are marching down the field again. Kirk Cousins misses K.J. Osborne for a would-be touchdown pass. Doesn't matter. They march down the field anyway. They convert on fourth and five, T.J. Hawkinson. And then the play. They convert the fourth and five without any timeouts with like 40 seconds left. And then they waste 25 seconds before they hike the ball a second time. And I've listened to reaction from all sides on this. And most sides are criticizing Kirk Cousins for not spiking the ball. But let me defend Kirk here for a minute. Would you do what your commander is telling you to do in stressful situations? Kevin O'Connell did not tell Kirk Cousins to spike the ball. And some people have said that O'Connell's just covering for Kirk Cousins 
after his press conference quotes. Maybe he told him in his helmet to spike the ball. But here's why he didn't. Kirk could not hear O'Connell. And it was clear. He had his hands over his head. He couldn't tell what he was saying. If he could not hear O'Connell, all O'Connell had to do on the sidelines was make the spike the ball motion. And Kirk Cousins would have spiked the ball. Because what does a quarterback do immediately when they can't hear the play call from the head coach or offensive coordinator? He turns towards the play caller and looks at him with his hands over his ears like, I I can't hear you. So Kirk took... Kirk took the uh, reins over that situation, called a play. There's speculation. I've, I, I saw reports that TJ Hawkinson actually dropped the ball. I saw other speculations that it hit his arm. But if it hit his arm or if he dropped the ball, shouldn't you catch it? I mean, is that why we made you the highest paid tight end in the NFL? So this was a game of who wanted it less between two 0-2 football teams that were both in desperate need of a win. How about that? How does that make any sense? Two 0-2 football teams who are in desperate need of a win to save their season, to save any hope of making the playoffs. Playoffs! didn't want to win that football game or executed as if they didn't want to win. Obviously, they wanted to win. I'm not saying they didn't want to win. But they played like they didn't want to win. And let me just get this off my chest real quick. But first, let me tell you about Snap Fitness of Mayor. Snap Fitness of Mayor has fitness options of all levels and ages. They have personal and group training, and they have free enrollment if you tell them you heard about them on the Minnesota Tim Podcast. Contact Snap Fitness of Mayor at 952-247-1354 for free enrollment. Check out their Facebook page, or uh, not Facebook page, just their website at snapfitness.com backslash mayormn. And you can email them at mayor, M-A-Y-E-R-M-N at snapfitness.com. Free enrollment if you tell them you heard about them on the Minnesota Tim Podcast. Get in shape today. Don't wait for the new year. Okay, I just got to get, I'm just fired up about this. So some of the reaction was that Kevin O'Connell was unprepared to beat the Chargers. I was listening to a couple of reactions from fan lines on KFAN and Score North, and Kevin O'Connell was unprepared in their mind. And that is the most lazy of lazy takes that anyone could ever come up with. And it's frustrating because are you in the office with Kevin O'Connell looking at his game plan? Did you somehow discover his papers that, that lay out the Vikings scheme against the Chargers? Did you somehow get Kevin O'Connell's contact information, call him up and say, hey, what's your game plan against the Chargers? Because the Vikings lost 28-24. And if T.J. Hawkinson catches the ball from Kirk Cousins in the end zone, or if the Vikings somehow convert one of two tries at the two-yard line with under you know two minutes to go, three minutes to go, the Vikings 
might win that football game. And if the Vikings won that football game, are you going to come out and say the Vikings won despite Kevin O'Connell being unprepared? No, you're not going to say that. The idea of Kevin O'Connell being prepared or unprepared isn't even going to enter your mind if the Vikings win. You're just going to be excited that they won their first football game and saved their season going against Carolina next week with a chance to go 2-2. Two and two. So this idea that O'Connell's unprepared, it makes no sense when one play dictates if the Vikings win or lose. Oh, man. I hate those takes. It'd be one thing if the Vikings lost 41 donut or 50 to 3 or 70 to 20. Then I give you permission to say O'Connell was unprepared and the Vikings weren't there weren't weren't, weren't there ready to play. But they lost on one play. If Hawkinson catches that touchdown, Vikings win. They're 1 and 2. I just hate that. I do. It's lazy. It's dumb. Those are frustrated Minnesota Vikings fans that can't think beyond a simple take of saying O'Connell was unprepared. And if that's you, I'm going to say the same thing to you. How do you know he was unprepared? Tell me. What was the scheme? What should he have done differently? What didn't you like about his preparation? Or are you just going to come with you as unprepared? Thank you for listening to this episode of the Minnesota Tim Podcast. I appreciate you making this podcast a part of your day. Rate, review, tell your friends. 